welcome to the Pencil Skirt Society, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who started their businesses as side hustles and turned it into their dream jobs and dream lives. We will hear all about their struggles, their fears, and their successes along the way. Let's get started. Hello, Pencil Skirt Society followers and listeners. I am so excited about tonight's interview. I've got to tell you, I love this girl, Kristen. I love her energy. I love everything that she's about. And I'm so excited to be talking with her today. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm so excited to be on here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. And I just want to start off by introducing you to everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and a little bit about what's going on in your life right now. Yeah, sure. So I'm Kristen, obviously, and my business is called Girl Boss Designer. So uh, it's offering branding for women entrepreneurs. And my background of how I ended up here is um, background is all graphic design, which is a very broad background um, that encompasses so much in the digital world. But after going to college, I spent most of my career working with a women's travel accessories brand. And there I got to really expand my role from just the graphics into marketing, uh, into art directing, and into actually developing the products. It's a family owned company. And so when you're dealing with a smaller company as opposed to like some big corporation, they really let you get exposed to so much more of the business. And so I got to do things like uh, choose fabrics for the products and design custom fabrics. So um, it was a great it was a great experience. My only issue with it was that it was still in Atlanta, Georgia, where I used to live. And I really, really wanted to move to the beach. My family is originally from Southern California. And I've just really loved coastal living. For as long as I can remember, I was like, okay, I need to get out of being landlocked and I need to move to the beach. So as much as I loved what I was doing at the time, we were, you know, a six-hour drive from the beach. And I was like, you know, I need to pick up and move. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) So it didn't offer you any flexibility kind of where you were at? You kind of were needing that flexibility to kind of be where your heart was, which was at the beach? Yeah, so I was kind of job hunting here and there in California and then in some location on the east coast near the beach but it was it's really hard to job hunt from across the country basically they're like okay you're I was still at a lower level you know this is years ago at a junior level they're like we're not gonna want to hire somebody from across the country move them all the way here is what I kind of started to encounter so I started to read a lot of books about people working remotely and I became obsessed with this idea of getting to work from anywhere Uh, this is kind of before working remotely became so trendy. I feel like now everyone promotes about it. But back then, it was like some people were doing it. It just wasn't as common. So when I would tell other people about this, they, like, kind of thought I was a little crazy. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? Like, you can really do that full time? And I'm like, yeah, people are doing it. Like, it's happening, and I want to do it. Also, around that same time, I really wanted to travel internationally more as well. So I thought, okay, this is the perfect combo you know, having the flexibility to work remotely will let me travel overseas without having to take vacation time off or anything like that. So all these things are going through my head and I was coming up to a yearly review at my job in Atlanta at the time. And I ended up sharing all my feelings with my boss, which everyone told me not to do because I was basically asking to be fired. Right, right. 
But I was like, no, I know her. I know her really well. I had this feeling in my gut that there would be an opportunity and some flexibility there if I was just honest. And so I told her what I was feeling. And she actually became my first client when I registered, you know, my business as a real business. She was my first client. And a few months later, I left for Europe for a few months and just worked remotely the whole way and hopped back and ended up moving to Australia where I live now. Um, yeah, now I'm living over here across the world and, uh, working a hundred percent remotely and it's great. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I mean, if that wasn't a sign right out the gate, I don't know what else could be. She sounded like a, a great boss, first of all, to support you with that. And I think that, I mean, 99% of us who are thinking of doing something, you know, that kind of, that's a scary conversation that you need to have. And I'm glad that you in, encourage yourself to go and do that because really and truly, even if they tell you that you are fired, I mean, if they care about you <laughs> As a person, they're only doing you a favor, and you know that's a scary that's a scary step to take. So I'm glad that you mentioned that that everyone was saying you know don't do that because really if they're not going to support you, you probably don't want to work with that person anyway. At least that's my own personal thought on that. Yes, exactly. And I felt like you know why would I sit through a review asking for a raise? when it's not really what I wanted. It just didn't make sense. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And so you're in Australia now, which really, really surprised me. I mean, how awesome is that, by the way? Are you just loving it? I love it. I really, really do. Um, It was a big adjustment because we live in a small coastal town. So coming from Atlanta, where it's a major city, to this tiny town was a big adjustment at first. But now I, I just love it. I feel like life is so much more peaceful and easy. I don't have to deal with all this traffic. I mean, the beaches are gorgeous. We live like a five-minute drive from the beach. So it's, oh. I love it. I really, really do. Plus the fact that we're on this side of the world, so we get to do so much more traveling on this side. So mm-hmm. uh, like, for example, we go to Bali in a few weeks, and we were in New Zealand earlier this year. So it's just such a good opportunity. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely living vicariously through you, for sure. Like, (laughs) that's awesome. And I think that that's, you know, ultimately, maybe our goal is not to move to the beach or to move across the world. But ultimately, all of us who are on this journey or on this path of, you know, becoming entrepreneurs or finding freedom in our lives, um, that's the goal is to find that freedom so that we can you know, country hop, you know, maybe we want to stay in Georgia or Texas um, because that's where our family is. But to have that freedom to kind of jump around, I mean, truly, that's that's where it's at. So uh, good for you. Yeah. That was my big thing was just the flexibility and freedom because, you know, now there were months where I was traveling and working and that can be exhausting. So now we don't do as much constant traveling. Uh, My boyfriend and I, that's who I live with over here. Um, he's actually Australian, and that's how I ended up here. <laughs> it wasn't just a random, like, oh, I want to move to Australia. Yeah. I met him in Atlanta, um, and he had to move back here for work. So I had the flexibility, which is so great, to come here and work and not have to worry about finding a job here or something, you know? 
yeah yeah i mean that's just i mean truly it's it's amazing i mean you started reading these books and i definitely want to pick your brain on some of those books you know um you know to get those out there because even though it is i feel like an overwhelmingly flooded market now where everybody's doing it on their own i like to come from the belief and the mindset that there is um you know there's abundance there is room for everybody so yeah. i definitely want to pick your brain on some of those books but other than having that initial you know jump in that initial conversation with your current boss what were some of your initial you know struggles with everything or fears um, that you had to overcome in order to make it successful so I would say the number one thing was money for me that was a big struggle and a big fear um, I've been on my own totally since I was 18 put myself through college and when I was younger I didn't make all the best financial decisions because honestly I just yeah. didn't know what I was doing Which who, <laughs> so, who does? Yeah, yeah, so at this point when this is happening, I was I'm in a position where I had zero savings. Um, you know, I'm still paying off debt, still had student loans. So the idea of leaving a job and going and doing some of my own, I had to have steady income immediately. I didn't have an opportunity where I could take some time off and I, oh I well I have savings set up for the next few months to figure it out. It was like if I'm gonna do this, this has to be making money right away. Mm -hmm. Um and I think a lot of people who might be in a similar position they feel like they can't do it and so a big thing is like you can do it you've just got to figure out a way and not let that be an excuse mm -hmm. um that was definitely a big roadblock for me <laughs> at the beginning um was the money and the next thing i would say is security you know when you're going from i mean this is why people keep full-time nine-to-five jobs is right. because they're secure you know what you're doing you know when your next paycheck is it's always the same you have benefits from your your company and when you go off on your own you have none of these things right. Right. <laughs> yeah so um it was hard a little bit hard to watch my friends and still watch them you know move up in businesses that they're in their careers and in their jobs um while i kind of took a few steps back as far as income as far as all these benefits to do something i really wanted to do um and i knew you know taking that risk I would have to build the business up to be making enough money to create the same type of security and to create, you know, these savings and savings for your retirement and all these things that, you know, we might not think about right away. You're still going to need to create, even though you don't have some bigger company supporting you with all those things. Yeah, absolutely. And now you mentioned, absolutely, I 100% agree with you that a lot of times everybody that's, you know, starts out in this place of wanting to do something, I think that money is the number one thing that holds them back and not having, you know, that savings to lean on and having that fear. I mean, that's a legitimate fear. Um, what resources did you use or what got you over that? What got you through that? I would say the number one was having clients lined up immediately. I mean, if, I, if my boss at the time didn't say, hey, I still want to work with you, I don't, I'm sure I would have found another resource, but that was a huge kind of door opening for me because it wasn't just like, oh, one project and we're done. It was, I was still working with them on a regular basis. I knew how much I would be making, um, even though it was a lot less because I was, you know, going from full time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also had been talking to a friend of mine who owns a real estate business in Atlanta and just kind of mentioning what I'm thinking about. And he was like, well, funny enough, I've been thinking of hiring for our marketing and design. 
So I gave him a proposal and he was like my second client to start off with right away. So between those two that I set up, yeah. once I yeah. made the leap and started traveling and working remotely, those that little base, even though it was not a big base, it was a very small base, <laughs> but it was enough to say, hey, okay, my bills are met that I need to pay. And then I was just really frugal and traveled and just made it work. So kind of talking to people expressing what you're thinking of can open up opportunities and that's really what allowed me to do all of this on the money side at first. Wow, okay. And I you know, I've heard a lot of everything that I've researched and I'm even trying to push my husband into something now cuz he's had this idea for a really long time and he's like, "Yeah, but I have an awesome job and you know I'm there all the time, Amy. So what can I do?" And it's really like you have that weekend time, you have the evening times if you really want it bad enough to kind of start building those resources and um you definitely right out the gate you had those clients and that helped, but I'm sure there was some side hustle too. I mean, I'm sure once you knew that it was coming, you started you hit the ground running. And I think it's more of just kind of not taking no for an answer and, and saying, you know, there, there is a way, um, and, and just yeah, having faith exactly. in that. I think I actually just saw that you, um, you had posted recently on Instagram that you had read girl, wash your face. And I'm telling you, that's like, that's so popular right now. And it totally was one of my favorite books. I mean, she mentions that in the book, you know, she says, you know, if you really want something. You can't take no for an answer. You can't say there's not a way because there's always a way. Um, it's just uh, how bad yes. you want it. So, yeah. I mean, when you talk about hustling on the side, I had always had a side hustle. Like, even throughout all my full time jobs, I was always doing these things on the side. And I think over time, even though I wasn't doing this intentionally, but you're creating connections and you're creating future possibilities because then people maybe I worked with on a little project here, a little project there over the years. Now, once you announce, hey, I'm going and doing this on my own, they can vouch for you and they can say, hey, I know this person. She's doing this now. And she's awesome. So I think all those little, the little work you're doing all the side really does make a difference, even if it seems small at the time. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. I mean, they could actually reach out to those people to provide reviews. You know, I didn't even think of that. I mean, it could even have been a year or two past. I mean, it doesn't hurt, I guess, to reach out and, you know, get some reviews to get your business going. So that's, that's awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, there was, there were a lot of fears. You had to get those resources. Um, but surely there was a learning curve, right? So what, what, what are some of the things that you learned? What are some of the lessons that you, that you learned along the way, uh, going through this process of transitioning from a full-time job into something that you're creating all on your own? Mm -hmm. So I would say, on a personal level, number one for me was trusting my own intuition and my gut. I think it's it gets really easy to listen to everyone else's opinion about what you should be doing, because everyone basically told me, like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, like, say that to my face always, except for my mom, who was like, no, nah, what are you... Right. But even my friends, I could tell, like, I would be explaining what I'm thinking, and they're just like, whoa, this, she's a little out there. <laughs> but what I had to remind myself is, like, a lot of people, when they give you advice, they're thinking about themselves. Like, how would, would I ever do this thing that she's talking about? Or, how, you know, would I go about it that way? But, like, they are not you. So just kind of reminding myself I can't let other people's limitations define my own was a huge factor in all the changes that I ended up creating because if I listened to everyone else nothing would have probably happened yeah oh yeah <laughs> um, absolutely 
Yeah, and then on a more of a business side, I would say to just keep moving and don't wait for perfect. Because first of all, perfect isn't even a real thing anyways. And if I had waited for like the perfect moment or a lot of people going back to the money thing, oh, well, when I'm making this much money or when, you know, I have this much saved, then it's the perfect. I'm like, most likely that's never going to happen. Or even as a designer, the hardest thing in the world is to design for myself. So I could have spent forever picking the perfect logo or doing the perfect website before I put myself out there. But I had to just keep it moving and realize, hey, I can make adjustments as I grow this and as I learn from, you know, working with more people. I mean, after I launched Girl Boss Designer, within the first few months, I made changes already just because of maybe some of my initial projects. I was watching how they were flowing and changed my business model a little bit. So I think not waiting to be perfect or thinking you're ever going to reach perfect before you can do something um, will just get you to put yourself out there more and not be not be waiting. Yeah. So yeah. just just don't worry too much about being perfect in the very beginning. Let yourself let yourself learn. Let yourself kind of adjust as you go and evolve. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Think. Keep just keep moving forward. I mean. We can get stuck in thinking about things for so long, and then we take no action, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I saw something the other day on social media that kind of resonated with me, and, it, you know, it was a saying, you know, those memes that people, that people post, and it said something along the lines of, you know, the fear of doing things kills more dreams than actually, you know, pursuing them, because we mm -hmm. usually stop ourselves. We talk ourselves out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. That, yeah. Um, now, uh, tell us a little bit about your current business. I mean, uh, obviously, I know that you said that you're you're designing uh, products, and I noticed that you um, you only work with women. You you're exclusive to female entrepreneurs. Uh, tell yes. us a little bit about that. So when I first started working on my own, technically it was my own business in a legal aspect, but I was just kind of freelancing. I would call it. Um, it didn't feel quite like my own business, to be honest, until I launched the Girl Boss Designer business earlier this year. Because I, um, creating that, I stepped away from like, okay, who, you know, I'll do any graphic design work for anybody is basically what I was doing for a year just to get my feet wet and get it going. But then when I made Girl Boss Designer, I knew I wanted to pick a niche market and I wanted to hone in on a particular area of graphic design. So when I chose branding, I really thought, okay, what about graphic design am I gravitated to the most? And it was always the beginning stages, like taking an idea and creating the whole look and feel and vibe of something new is probably my favorite thing. So that's when I focused on branding. And then for just serving women, that was definitely a process to come to. At first I was thinking, oh, I'll do all branding for coastal companies. And I remember telling my mom about this and she's like, how many logos can you really make with a palm tree? Like you're going right. to get bored. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Which obviously not everyone would have a palm tree, but like, so I'm just sharing though, the process, like you, your first idea is never going to rarely be the final one. So I kept playing, kept um, brainstorming. And then when I landed on women entrepreneurs, it just, clicked for me. I love that, that audience because I'm in that audience and I feel like I can talk to these women like they're my girlfriends. 
I relate to them on so many other levels. You know, obviously I don't need my own services, but I know the other struggles that they're dealing with, with creating their own business and juggling uh, other areas of their life and other pressures. So uh, that's kind of how I ended up there and why I love it so much. Like I had a potential uh, client consultation call before this actually and in the middle of the conversation she's like okay girl talks let's talk about life and like just the fact we can do that and we're working together I it's just one of my favorite things oh wow yeah everything that they're going through resonates with you um, and you're able to connect with them on a deeper level which probably affects the quality of the work you can put out too I would imagine definitely yeah I think pe- people are more you know comfortable with you and more willing to open up to you and so you get to dive a little bit deeper into the different level of who you're working with as opposed to if they hired just some stuffy brand that hid behind some name and you really didn't know who you were working with you know it's a totally different relationship Oh, yeah. And I imagine, I mean, you know that you creating this on your own. I mean, it's it's your baby. It's your personal. This is personal to you. So I can only imagine how much of a difference it makes to have that, you know, personal level connection. Is it just website, just branding, or is it a little bit of everything? Just branding and websites. So I w- the branding side will be the visuals, of course, like your color palette, your logo, the typography, um, and then I, we also dive a little bit deeper into your brand story. So I like to ex- kind of describe that as if someone goes to your about page, what's on the about page? And it's going to really be the story of who you are, who the brand is, who you're serving, and how you can connect with them. I think that's such an important aspect that influences all the visual aspects of branding, where a lot of people might only focus on the visual side. I think having that depth and a story behind yourself is so important um and then we move it into the website so all of that stuff will then influence the website um as far as the content i a lot of my clients back on this at first when i really push them to write their content Mm -hmm. um but i think it's so important for them to be involved in writing it because especially if they're the face of their business uh people are going to be working directly with you and so you want your website to sound like you and feel like you so uh, we might not use their words exactly normally I take them rearrange them a little bit and make sure they flow on their website but um, it's important for certain phrases that they normally used to be in there certain words that they use Um, like I've had people tell me when they get on the phone like you sound exactly like your website and that's such a compliment because it's exactly what I wanted you know like you want um, that personality to come through in your brand um, that's within you so yeah, it's kind of my approach and what we do. Yeah, I will agree with that. You definitely sound the way that I expected you to sound based off everything that you have on your website. And um, yeah, I love it. I think you have a, a great style. And I know that you provided, you're providing us with a few goodies to share on our Facebook, uh, the Pencil Squirt Society Facebook group. So tell us a little bit about that. I saw that you sent a style quiz, which is awesome. That's a lot of fun. Tell us a little yeah. bit about those goodies and those resources. Sure. So um, the first one is be the brand style quiz, which is just kind of one of those fun quizzes that you take, which tells you, you know, what is your visual brand style, whether it's like romantic or edgy or bohemian or whatever. So that's just kind of a fun thing to do. Um, And then I have two other resources. One walks you through the difference between a business and a brand, because there is such a 
big difference there. And it kind of tells you why it's so important to invest in creating a brand and not just creating a business for yourself. Um, so that would be one freebie. And then the other freebie is a pretty in-depth um, do-it-yourself branding guide. So it kind of walks you through my normal steps that I take um, for outlining your brand, figuring out who your target client is, and then kind of going through selecting your color palettes, and it gives you some tips on creating your logo and a few extra um, little tips for creating all your visual aspects of your brand. So all free, all goodies. Awesome. Now, I know that there are a lot of personalities. I have very close friends that they they are able to do that from the ground up. Myself, it's not my strong point, so I would probably be more overwhelmed going through that than anything. So what I would end up doing is just saying, you know what? She sounds like she's got her stuff together. I'm going to reach out to her. I want to get in touch with her and let her do it. How should we go about doing that? So you can find me anywhere um, on um, Instagram or Facebook as Girl Boss Designer. And then my website is girlbossdesigner.com. Yeah. Awesome. I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. I look forward to you know hearing about all the great stories and every all of the reviews that you will have from everybody that reaches out to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming on. Is there any any last motivational tips that you'd like to share? Um, I would just say you know my big one is to keep taking action. Anything that you're thinking about, sometimes we we like to keep them as this dream in our head because it's fun and we can't fail at it because it's not real yet but the reality is is like you're never going to get those things until you start taking action toward them so even if they're small taking little actions toward what it is you're dreaming about on a regular basis will get you definitely steps closer <laughs> Awesome. Well, there you are, Pencil Skirt Society listeners. You've heard it straight from Kristen's mouth, Girl Boss Designer. I hope that you will take a minute to follow her, find her on the internet, and um, I hope that you found this episode helpful. Definitely join us on our Facebook private group page for some of those free goodies or reach out and I'd be happy to share them with you. Thanks, Kristen. You have a great day. Rest of your day. You too. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening. For episode updates and to connect with other Pencil Skirt Society women, like our Facebook page or follow us on Instagram at Pencil Skirt Society or on Twitter also at Pencil Skirt Society. For even more inspiration, join our Facebook group for exclusive tips, resources, and extra content shared from our guests. 